Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS. He's been the producer and an on-air fixture for 13 years, but the people wanted more. You are now entering the Boneyard with T-Bone on WFNZ.com. Oh, yes. Welcome into the Boneyard podcast, episode number... number? Whoever knows. Episode number 429. (laughs) I'm just making shit up right now because I've been off for the last three weeks. It is T-Bone from the Mac Attack along with... Zach, Preppy McGee, Preps, what's going on? It's been a while. I haven't had you in here in a while, about a month or so. What is going on in uh, Bayside? What's happening right uh, now? Nothing. Just trying to find Kelly Kapowski. I don't know where she went, but uh, she'll be coming back to me soon. Nothing's going on. Just a little NBA playoffs I'm enjoying right now. What are you What are you enjoying right now, Bone? Not much, really. <laughs> You're going uh, to the checkers game no, this I'm weekend. Enjoying the, I'm enjoy- I am. We'll get to that momentarily. I'm enjoying the Yankees right now. Oh, my. What is it, 18 out of 20 or... They lost Whatever. last night. That's they all I remember. They did lose last night, but that's only the second time in 17 or 18 games. I've, I've never – this was the happiest 20-day stretch I've ever had in my life. And I'm, I'm, I'm being tongue-in-cheek. This may have been the happiest I've been in a long time. <laughs> I was walking on air the last couple of weeks. What a oh, run. Man. What a team. I'm, I'm thrilled to be a Yankee fan right now. I hate to be a Pirate or Orioles fan. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't need to throw, throw shade at the Pirates like that. The Pirates traded well. away Andrew McCutcheon, traded away Garrett Cole. Uh, it seemed like they were trying to tank – as people said about my Bills also. But uh, the Pirates are actually about game and a half back or something right now in the NL Central, right there with the Cubs and Cardinals. A lot better than I thought we would be. be are they above the Cubs? Yes, they are above the Cubs. I think we're a game and uh, .5, half a game back of the Cardinals right now. I'm a little surprised by the Cubs. I thought yeah. they might be the best team. In, I should say that. The Astros, I thought, would win about 105 games. Each. I yeah. That's how highly I think of the Astros. Still could. Yeah. The Cubs, I thought, would bounce back to what they were two years ago when they won a championship. Yeah. It hasn't really been that way, though, has it? It hasn't. Um, I don't know what it – I think it's a lot of their pitching, I think, is being a problem. You know, Rizzo and Bryant, I haven't heard much about. They haven't been playing, obviously, as good as they once have. So, I mean, I, I expect them to turn around, especially when the you know weather gets better and everything like that. But it's kind of a three-team race. I mean, the Brewers are decent, but obviously the Reds are one of the worst teams in baseball. So, that's always nice to have them in the division. To some local news, the Hornets have a new head coach, James Borrego, San Antonio Spurs assistant coach. This one, is, this one has been a tough one to try to not figure out, but just try to get some information on what he's like. Yeah, his style. We know he's a defensive coach. Your initial reactions when you heard James Borrego is the new head coach of the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, my initial reaction was who. Because I wasn't too sure about him. You know, you, we hire a guy like me and you talked about before. Say we hired a guy like Jerry Stackhouse or Mark Jackson. You know, we could go Wikipedia this guy and be like, he's done this, 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 and this. And this. You know, we played. all have opinions yeah. on that guy. This, yeah. this guy seems to be who knows. 
not not that him personally, but there's it's an opinionless hire because we just flat out don't know much about the guy. I will say, I hope he gets a chance. Yeah, me too. Hope it's not a situation where if he wins twenty games this year, twenty five games, they run him out of here. Uh, hopefully, he gets a three four year run to prove himself because to me, it's not about him. It's about Mitch Kupchak. What can he do with this roster, these moves, the future of Kemba Walker? To me, it didn't matter if it was you or me coaching this basketball team. It's all about Mitch Kupchak in the front office. How do they fix this roster, move guys around, draft better? To me, Borrego is not even, not even a huge factor. At this moment, not a huge factor for me. I agree with you to a point. I think that Kupchak and Borrego should build this roster or put the players on this roster that fits what Borrego is trying to do because obviously his system is what they're going to be running. You know, they want to run the type of offense that might not need Dwight Howard, so who knows what they do with that. I just want them to work together to be put players on the roster that Brego wants and that Mitch Kupchak feels that will fit that system. I think in time you're right, but now that can't happen because there's so little room to add players to the roster. So, yeah, two or three years from now, Brego will have more of a say in what fits him. But right now it's just a matter of – Trying to figure out who is going to be here, who can they move? This is this is a daunting task for Mitch Kupchak. They are so close to the luxury tax. There's so little money, and that's prior to Kemba Walker getting yeah. his deal done. So I, I mean, I, I gotta tell you, man, I love Kemba. As you guys know, I'm a UConn Husky fan before a Duke fan. One of your teams, but <laughs> I, so I, I've watched nearly every game of Kemba's career from college to now. Just about for for, for me to say I want him gone, that hurts. It's one of my dudes. Yeah. But I, I don't know how you fix this thing without moving parts. And he, to me, is your biggest asset. Dwight Howard could be an asset, not just an ass, but an asset. But I don't know who's going to – that's a lot of money for one year. So. Yeah. You, sometimes in life and in sports especially, you got to get knocked down to get back up and be stronger. Um, it's one of my tweets I had the other day. Was it? Yeah, I think so. And hear me roar. No, that was a Katy Perry song. I'm sorry. Did I tweet that out the other day? Go ahead. But anyway, you know, you look at the Sixers. Obviously, if they could turn it around like that, that would be friggin' amazing. But I don't see that happening just because you know they had number one picks. They didn't continue to get injured, so they were able to get more number one picks. I don't know if the Hornets are going to be that bad just because they have players that aren't going to make them be that bad. And um, you know, I'm excited for what Kupchak has in mind to do. Like you said with you loving Kemba, I have a Kemba Walker jersey. I don't want to see I don't want to see him get traded, but then I do cuz I don't want to see him get traded cuz I love Kemba on the Hornets, but I do for the purpose of the salary cap and everything like that for them to eventually be a better than mediocre team which they are right now. We have some other breaking news. Well, I don't know if it's breaking news, but Jason Lock and Fora put out a piece at 10 o'clock this morning that David Tepper the man. The man, David Tepper, the, the financial guy that Mac loves, the one with the bra- the breast implants he throws around the brass room. Brass balls. Brass balls on the wall that David <laughs> Tepper is closing in on possibly being the next owner of the Carolina Panthers. These ownership discussions to me, there's only so much I can say. All I can do is read as yeah. much as I can about these guys. This is not like a coaching <laughs> hire. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I will say I like this guy's personality. I like him as more the opposite of Jerry Richardson, a guy that's going to be a little aggressive out there. Maybe he's going to speak a little bit more. So this is this is a dude I think we can get behind if David Tepper is that guy. Also a very smart guy. Yes. Very, uh, well, when you're a billionaire, you're not a dummy. Yeah. But financially, this dude, he he made it himself, man. I, I'm, I'm all for this guy. Yeah, and I think an underrated fact about him that people haven't mentioned as much is how he was involved in the Steelers organization. You talk about a first-class organization. They don't negotiate with free agents until they're up and coming last year, their deals. You know, they... 
I hate to say it because I've my whole family is Steelers fans besides me and my dad pretty much. Um, but you know they they play no games in the Steelers organization. They have they really never have since the seventies. So if he's learning from the guys that do it there, the Rooney family. Then he knows what he knows how to run a team. You hear about Navarro, and it seems like other owners don't even want him to be the owner of the Panthers. Right. So I think Tepper is the best fit here, and I think that him being in the Steelers organization can help him a lot being the owner here. And if you're Ron Rivera, you got to be. If I'm Ron Rivera, I'm wanting the Steeler guy here. Yeah. The reason is they don't run through coaches in Pittsburgh. Oh, never. They've had three in what fifty years. Yeah, they had, <laughs> they had Chuck Knoll, the Bill Cowher, to Mike Tomlin. Now Tomlin yeah. at this point. There, there may be. A, I mean, it's. Yeah. He hasn't but he's had, still been there 15 years or he, whatever, right? Yeah. Well, Tom has been there since what, 2007, 2008 or so? So 10 years. 2006 yeah. was the Cowards. We won a Super Bowl. Didn't yeah, exactly. So 2007. So yeah. if you're Ron Rivera, you're going. This guy. This guy comes from an organization that preaches stability. Yeah, it's got to be now. Marty Herney. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. The GM though, Kevin Colbert though, has been there forever. But but, but well. at, at the same time though, do you feel as Ron, if you were Ron Rivera, do you not feel that the owner maybe wants his guy doing this, his guy doing that, and then maybe you would have stability and hopefully, I mean, Ron's past record, there'd be no reason why even a six and ten season this year should get him out the door but he's been so successful but i'm just saying all these owners want their own guy you look at the situation yeah. in buffalo a few years ago they wanted their own guys and everything like that so i think herney would worry more than than rivera yeah would. not that herney's done a bad job but that's a that's a that's a spot there where they could look at his past and his connection yeah. herney more tied into jerry, jerry yeah than, than ron rivera's we got the NBA playoffs starting at some point here. We've got a little bit of a lull. <laughs> Sunday and Monday. Sunday and Monday. Celtics, Cavs. Your take on Celtics, Cavs. Is best of seven Eastern Conference Finals. Is Cavs in either five or Cavs in six? Either one. I don't know if the Celtics are going to be able to. You know, they just have such a young core. You have Terry Rozier, and he could go up against guys like Eric Bledsoe and go up against those other guys. But I just feel like you know he's going to go up against LeBron. And LeBron's going to slow the pace of the game down so much. He's going to hold the ball at the top of the key, make a drive and kick with eight seconds left on the shot clock every time. He's going to be able to slow the pace down, and I don't think Boston's going to be able to keep up, to be honest with you. And they have a lot of young guys, and the moment's going to be a little bit too big. LeBron in five or six. I think it's going to be LeBron in six. Oh, LeBron, the LeBrons. The LeBrons. It, the That's Lebr- what we can call them. That's what they are. I think it's the LeBrons in six or seven. Seven, you think so? I, I think that you're going to see through the series – the young guys, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, play well at times, mm-hmm. but they're going to have to guard yeah. LeBron, LeBron James, James for an extended series. That can only wear on you. Although there's a lot of bodies they're mm-hmm. going to throw at LeBron James, including Marcus Smart. Yeah. As crazy as that sounds, they're going to throw everything, the kitchen sink at him. Yeah. I think Brad Stevens is good enough to get this team six or seven. Let's remember the Cavaliers looked tremendous against the Raptors. Like yeah. they looked like world beaters. Yeah. Was that opponent based? Or are the Cavaliers that good? Because remember, we're just a few weeks away from them nearly losing to the Pacers. Yeah, exactly. So it's the same team. So, yeah, they, they own the Raptors. But is that a matchup thing? Or have the Cavaliers found something? I think it was more matchup-based. Cavaliers are going to be fine. But J.R. Smith shot like 70% from three during the yeah, that's what That's what I was going to say. You that's said, more matchup-based yeah. than, than anything. So I think it's, Southerners will be a tougher matchup. I think this thing's going to go uh, go aways. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it went six. I would be surprised if it went seven. But, you know, like you said with JR shooting so well, you talk about was it, was it opponent-based with the Raptors. If you have guys shooting like JR they did last series and guys like Corver, Corver was also pretty good last series too. Well, there his, was a, his, his two-man game with Kevin Love yeah, was out of this world. Yeah, last exactly. Year. Now, what Kevin Love are you getting? 
because that was pretty dominant Kevin Love. Yeah. You have a better center that he's going to go up against Al Horford this time as yep. well. So I saw somebody, I think it was Nick Wright, the guy that loves LeBron on Fox Sports, put out a stat that he's LeBron is 17-1 and one, uh, in the last 18 playoff games against Al Horford. So he kind of got Al's number a little Jeez. bit. With, with those Hawks, you know, they swept them a couple times. Uh, LeBron, whenever he was on the Cavs in the Heat. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see LeBron losing. If he did, I would be very surprised. Um, but, yeah, well, I mean, it's going to be an entertaining series. I think it's going to be a, a chippy series once again because, you know, Boston fans, even back to whenever LeBron was on the Cavs the first time, yep. they hated him. So, And LeBron has always said he's got a lot of respect for Boston fans, so I think it'll be a good series. Two things I found fascinating in regards to the Boston Celtics. Number one, how did Brad Stevens not get a Coach of the Year vote? Yeah, that's ridiculous. That, that you should have got them all. <laughs> I mean, look, Dwayne Casey had a great year. Dwayne Casey wins it, whatever. How did Doc Rivers get a vote over Brad Stevens? Yeah, what? They didn't make this the playoffs. This is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. Like, why in the world did Brad Stevens not get some votes for Coach? I, that 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 boggles me mind. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm talking I'm like you. I'm a Lucky Charms mascot. <laughs> no, I'm with you. That's ridiculous. Yeah, 100%. The other thing I found fascinating goes not only not Brad Stevens related, this is Danny Ainge. So on Tuesday night, the draft lottery takes place. Mm-hmm. Hornets, in case you're wondering, have a 2.9% chance of the three pick, uh, 1.8 for the first overall pick. Oh, so the chance. You're, is, so you're telling me there's, there's a, a chance. chance. <laughs> but the, the the thing that fascinates me about the the Celtics in this, if the Lakers get pick pick two, three, four, or five, Boston gets that pick. That's ridiculous. Now the Celtics won. Excuse me. The Lakers won a lot of games at the end. So they're more like in the 10-pick range. Yeah. But if they did happen to get two, three, four, or 5, it is the Lakers in the lottery, things happen, Boston gets that pick. So you're like, okay, well, Boston probably doesn't get that pick. Oh, but there's more. If Boston does not get the Lakers pick, they get to choose next year Sacramento's pick or Philadelphia's pick <laughs> because they moved down last year in the draft for Jason Tatum. So they get Jason Tatum and either the Lakers' 2-5 to five pick or Sacramento or Philadelphia's pick next year. Philadelphia, probably not a high pick. Do you think Sacramento's going to be a high pick next year? <laughs> no, they, they, unless they, they De'Aaron get, Fox becomes Steph Curry. They could get a top three or four pick in the draft. I don't know the protection on it. It didn't sound like it's protected. I thought the Celtics could have a top five or six pick next year in the draft, maybe even higher than that. I wouldn't be surprised if that like actually works out this year for the Lakers. If it does work out, I wouldn't be surprised if Danny Ainge just moves that pick for more in the next future. He's literally just toying with the league. He's got the league by the balls, and he's doing whatever he wants with it. And it's unbelievable, honestly. Danny Ainge, he's been doing this since... Was it like has he been there for a long time? Because I know he made the move for Ray Allen and KG to form the first big three back in the day. I know but. that Red Auerbach because I saw it the other day. He he stepped aside like in 06 or so. Okay, so it's like that 06, 07. That's 08. like whenever it was with KG and Ray Allen. Yeah, I know that was, that was one of his first was, yeah. big moves, and that worked out pretty good. All right, pretty Western good. Conference Finals. You and I have been on here before talking about how we thought the Rockets were going to win. Oh, <laughs> is this thing still on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change. Whoops. You, yeah, you are changing that now. Yeah, I want to change that. Um. I th- I think this series really really comes down to James Harden. If you get if you get really really good James Harden MVP James Harden, then this thing could go six or seven either way. I think if if you even get mediocre James Harden, this thing may be over in four or five. I think Warriors. Comes, I way. think I think the stars are the stars in this series, and you're right that Harden's got to play. Sometimes in in these spots, James Harden all of a sudden yeah. Think about the finals against the Heat. He played terrible. In but that I think series. it's about the role guys as well for Houston. It's about. Uh, Maba Mute. It's about yeah. PJ Tucker. It's about Ariza. It's but I can't call Capella a role guy anymore. It's about Igadala and McGee and Quinn Cook even now. Yeah. For the Warrior, I think the stars will be stars for the most part. I think it's who can 
what role guys can play can can step up if, if they can get anything. Eric Gordon, where do you put him at? A role guy, I yeah. guess. He's yeah. a huge factor for me. If he could give them a fourth guy, which he's done a lot this year, if he gives them a fourth guy with CP3, with James Harden, with Capella, and you got yeah. some going. But I just I just I think the Warriors are too good, and I think that they fought through everything during the regular season. We we kind of bought into them maybe not being as good. But it's their time, man, and I think they're probably going to win this thing in five games. Yeah, I would be very surprised. I know me and you, if we went back and listened to the other podcasts, we were really high on Houston thinking they could beat the Warriors. That was played great in the playoffs. Yeah, that was uh, Steph being out and before the playoffs. I think that was before the playoffs, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure last time we did this. So I'm not not sold on them anymore just because of what I've seen from the Warriors and how Donovan Mitchell was able to win a few games against one game, right, against the Rockets. Yep. Um, kind of by himself. So, I don't know. I mean, the Warriors, you know, they're they're just such a legendary team at this point. They're so good, man. Like, they are just so good. And, and they, they, they they can sleepwalk and flip a switch yeah. uh, now at this point. That's how. And the, and you know what? This series right here is the reason why I was upset that Durant went to, to Golden State. Yeah. Because if Durant's on a Golden State right now, look at the series we have. Yeah. The, we have a, the Houston's had a great chance to advance to the finals. Now, yeah. with Durant there, and he can do whatever he wants to do, it's fine, but to me, this this makes such an imbalance that yeah, no, it's going to be almost impossible for them to beat them. Yeah, I hated the move. Um, yeah, I mean, we could save that for another podcast or whatever, but Durant went to the team that beat him. You could you compare what him and LeBron did all the time. I know we're getting off track a little bit here, but I'm just saying, yeah, I, I hate Kevin Durant for that. But the Warriors are amazing. You can't take anything away from them. So. As we wrap up here, a little life updates. Head to the Checkers playoff game tomorrow night. How about that? <laughs> That's going to be awesome. I went to a Checkers game about two years ago, and I loved it. I want to go back to another game. I'm a, I am a, people don't know this, I'm a diehard Checkers fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we know. You talk about it every day. You always give us the updates and yeah, um, you know, I mean, everything. I, it seems like. Uh, Name a player on their team for me, Bone. Oh, man, well, they got uh, uh, Brizongo. He's the uh, the defensive. Uh, Brizongo, yeah. Brizongo. Where's and, he from? Uh, Russia or something? Willis. <laughs> Willis is Canadian. My mom's calling me right now, by the way, because she's on the podcast. Next, mom, you're declined because we're doing a podcast. Uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, I haven't been to a game in 10 years. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome, man. The checkers rink is nice, and I love watching live hockey, man. I mean, I, playoff hockey is also fun to watch on TV and everything. It's just hard to get into like we've talked about before, but at the same time, you're going to have a blast. You're going to be a great time. What else we got going on? My TV change has been... Uh, YouTube TV? Oh, man. Nightmare? If people know me well, like TV is everything to me, really. And uh, I'm trying to fight through this. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to battle here because my my cable bill was at 240 to $280. Mm-hmm. So now I'm at about 100 counting internet and the YouTube TV. But man, I'm missing, I'm missing MTV. Yeah, you're missing Jersey. I'm missing Jersey. Live PD right now. You're missing Jersey. I'm missing, oh my, I'm missing uh, Little People Big World on TLC. The Viacom channels are not on there yet. So I am. I, I'm trying to battle. I'm watching. You know what I watched last night before I went to bed? What? San Andreas with The Rock. Oh my God! How was that? I've, one I one of didn't the even great. One of the great bad movies. You ever <laughs> Awful see. movie. I, yeah. I, I can't recommend watching it. I'm about to go <laughs> up and watch it again. It is unbelievably bad. <laughs> yeah. I can't stop. Those are. It's, it's not realistic. And the daughter of The Rock in the movie, uh, uh, Alexandra Daddario. No clue. <laughs> Go Google her. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say, <laughs> how am I going to say this in a classy way? There are scenes where she's running throughout the streets, and let's just say they they picked the right girl to be running from a from an earthquake. That's <laughs> all. I'm she over say. eighteen? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, she's like thirty one in real life. Oh okay. Oh yeah yeah. Oh, oh okay. please. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that's what's going on here. Uh, I eat too many hamburgers. That's another thing I got going on right now. And uh, <laughs> 
the Cobra Kai TV show on YouTube. I've heard, I've heard a lot Off of people talking about it. I can't say enough. Might have been, no hyperbole, the greatest television program ever created. Okay. I'll have to check it out, Boom. Get right on that. All right. That's a life update right there. All right, Preps. Now I got to go talk to my mom here for Mother's Day. Okay. You, on, on, on the podcast. My mom's up next. Tell her I said hello. You say hi to your mom too on here? Oh, yeah. Hey, mom. What's up? She's probably not going to be listening to this, but yeah, I'll tell her too. Hey, mom. Tell love her you. bring in that cranberry bread again. Yes, too. I will. I next will. Next week? For sure. Yes. All I right. got you. All right, Preps. We'll talk to you Monday. Yes, sir. All see right. you later. Next up, Mama Bone talking Mother's Day. Lean on me when you're not strong and I'll be your friend. Welcome back to the I'll Boneyard Podcast. Uh, my next guest is someone that I know very well because she conceived me and birthed me many years ago. It is Mother's Day on Sunday. I've always wanted to do this, but she's very busy. I'm not sure she likes me. But for the first time in the Boneyard podcast, I bring in my mother, Sharon Hancock. She goes by Mama Bone. She goes by Shaw Shaw in some circles. Ma Bones, what's happening in your place of business in Greensboro, North Carolina? Good morning, honey. Hello. G-I-F. We made it, right? Yes, finally. Long week, honey. I'm in training today, so it's kind of uh, exhausting and tiring, but I'm fine. Big big plans this weekend for you, right? You get you get to see me on Sunday for Mother's Day. I'll be I'll be coming into Winston for the uh, for the occasion. What are you cooking me for your Mother's Day celebration? No, the question is, where are you taking me? Where am I taking you? Well, that's going to be. Uh, do you like Denny's or IHOP? Those are those are in your wheelhouse. Well, I guess they'll have to be, won't they? Hey, we're on a strict budget right now, so we've we've got to we've got to make this thing work. All right, tell people out there, you don't you don't 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 go into brag mode here. I want you to be honest. What kind of child was I? If I was great, say I was great. If I wasn't, you can say that. What When you look back at my childhood and everything I accomplished as a, as a, as a youth, what uh, what comes to mind? Tell the people out there what kind of kid I was. Well, actually, honey, you were a very good kid. You oh, really please. didn't give me any trouble at all. How about that? Look at once, that. Once in a while, you, you know, get a little mousy, but uh, I always handled it and uh, kept it under control. What, 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 what do you mean you handled it? I, I, what did I do wrong? Well, one instant, instance comes to mind when um, you were in a little stage of being kind of sassy, and by the end of the day, I'd had enough of it, and uh, I was ready to take our beloved dog, Alex, out for a walk, and Big Al? he said something to me, and I said, Travis Michael Hancock, if you say one more word. <laughs> what did I say? And, and, what did I in say? In a couple seconds, I hear you under the breath go, word. <laughs> well, <laughs> I threw, flung that dog around, walked over to you, sitting in the recliner chair, eating a bowl of ice cream, took the spoon out of your mouth, and I said, no, you march upstairs right now, young man. <laughs> but, I mean, that's. If that's the worst I can say, honey, you were a great kid. Oh, thank you. And I'm so proud of the man that you've become. Oh, too. please, this is this is now. Don't get sappy on me here. It's getting dusty over here. Well, it's the truth. Oh, it's Mother's you. Day, and you know, honestly, you're my best accomplished, and so that's, I'm that's proud not good. to be your mother. That's not that's not good if I'm your best product. Um, are you surprised? That <laughs> be honest here. Are you surprised that I'm still in radio? Did you think that I would last this long doing this when when I went to broadcasting school in 2004, which you were a big part of helping me get there? Are you surprised that I'm still that I'm still here doing this right now? You can be honest about that. Go ahead. No, you know I am honest, honey, and I'm not surprised because this has been your calling 
since you were big enough to hold a fake microphone and start announcing wrestling matches. <laughs> okay, well, okay, well, that's not, you don't have to tell people that, all right? That's easy there. <laughs> well, I mean, you did. Um, it's just something, you know, you learned how to read and do some math, basic math, by reading sports pages, and it's just something, if anybody ever had a calling, you know, and 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 made their wish or dream come true, it was you. You're doing exactly what I believe you were meant to do. Now, there's another guy. So I'm, not, I'm not surprised, no, but I am proud of all the effort you put into it. Are you surprised I didn't make the NBA with Winston-Salem native Chris Paul? No. Now, a lot of people make fun of me because I bring up a lot that Chris Paul went to my high school, right? Right. Um, Tell the people out there just how close Chris Paul and I were as friends. He was always at the house, wasn't he? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Like, what's your favorite Chris Paul memory from when he was my best friend? You can lie lie through your teeth on this. Just act act like he was my friend, please. Oh, you're... Your best memory, my best memory. That's Chris, oh, of Lord. Chris Paul, me and Chris Paul hanging I guess, out together. I guess when you beat him out in the driveway shooting hoops. There you go. Just make it up. Just bullshit your way through this. No worries whatsoever. <laughs> All right. Well, I wanted to thank you, too. It's Mother's Day, and, and uh, I'm joking with you a lot here. But uh, you, you're a rock, and you, you've been through a lot. We've both been through a lot in the last year or so. But uh, you, you continue to uh, amaze me with what you're doing for my nephew, Jack, every day. You're uh, you're you're an inspiration of strength. So I, I want to get you on here and just tell you thank you for helping me uh, do this when I was younger and that continued to today. So I appreciate all your sacrifices when I was when I was a kid, everything you do now. I love you. I thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful Mother's Day. Oh, honey, thank you so much. I love you too. That means a lot to me. No problem. We'll I'll see you on Sunday. We'll see you Sunday. It might be Applebee's. I'm not sure. We'll try to plan that That's out. That's okay, honey. Uh, two for 20 meals. Any place we go will be fine as long as we get to spend some time together. You got it, Mob Bones. Thanks for joining me. We'll talk to you Sunday, all right? You're welcome, honey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. She said, go, Jimmy, go. Go, Jimmy, go. Welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast for our Back in Time feature where I bring in Mac and we share stories from the past of our storied storied careers. Is that, can we say that? From our careers. But before we start that, Mac has an obsession on his phone right now. He's very distracted by a story that he saw. So prior to this tale we tell... What's going on with you over there? You all right? No, no. We're supposed to tell a story about the old days in a Mac attack. Yeah, we are. I just, I can't help it. I need to rant, and I have no outlet to rant. Yeah, do go rant, rant away. My wife won't listen to me, and go I ahead. can't rant again until Monday. Um, uh, this a sexuality expert went on, or no, it's in the Daily Mail in London. They were talking about it on Today's Show. She believes that parents must ask their baby for permission before changing their dirty diaper. Ask the baby. You must ask the baby, hey, can I change your diaper? And if the baby doesn't give a goo-goo or gaga, apparently, according to this sexuality expert, you just shouldn't touch and you shouldn't do anything. Just leave them alone in their own freaking feces and let them stink up the whole house. This world, man, is crazy. We are getting crazier by the day. Couple questions about this. What if the baby says no? No. <laughs> and what if the baby declines the uh, the change? Then what do you do? It says uh, she thinks you must get consent. 
before you, <laughs> before you change this your baby most, diaper. And how does one become a sexuality expert anyway? What kind of job is that? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'm not one. But, not um, me either, but that's a, that's a heck of a job. Dude, we're becoming crazy, man. Becoming freaking crazy. I'm telling you, at some point in life, we're all going to be put in our own bubbles and not be able to have any contact with any other humans, man. I don't even look at this at all. Seriously, it is wild. And the funniest thing about it, Bone, is you look at how serious people are so serious about this of course on Twitter. They are. Um, uh, this person says, um, uh, if you leave a space and wait for the body language from the baby or for them to make contact, then you're letting the child know that their response matters. Like, people are getting so serious in this. It's absurd. I take care of my baby. They get a stinky poo-poo in the diaper. I go and change it, man. Like, it's my responsibility. Why do we have to turn this into you are violating a baby that you're taking care of? It's crazy. But anyway, let's talk about this old story. Well, the, the, the main thing here, though, that's, the, that's the, the overall issue here is babies can't talk. No, so what are you going to get? Gonna, what, what are you going to do? He, if, the, he, if the baby goes, oh, you have permission, then you've got a problem on your hands. Then you've got a grown man in a diaper. Then it's like you got Boss Baby there on your hands. <laughs> or Stewie from Family Guy or something. <laughs> is that Talking Baby? Yeah, yes. Boss, you see Boss Baby, that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, anyway, what's the story we're talking All about? Right, we're going to go back to the year. What year was this? 2014, 2015? I'll say 2015, probably, or so. Maybe somewhere around there? Yeah. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It was a just a regular show day, um, 6 a.m. Mac attack. You, you were in your seat. I was in my seat. I was doing the call screening then, and yeah. Colin Hoggard, former employee, was on the board. We did not see yet our guy Jim Selenia. And we're on the air, right? We're on the we air. We started like segment, 6 show, o'clock segment. Show's starting. We're on the air. Now, Jim, once in a while, might be a few minutes late because who knows? He's, he's Jim Selenia. All of a sudden, about 6.15, the door bursts open in my studio where I'm at. Yeah. And before I could even turn around, he says, I just hit someone. I hit a pedestrian. He yells it out. And immediately bolts towards you. Now, you, you know, this has to start with the fact that I was doing my usual routine where I make fun of Jim for it's being true, late. Yes, yes. Where could he be? You can't count on this guy. What's wrong with a man? Is he still drunk? Did he oversleep? Pass out? Like, I was doing that whole routine. You were. And then he comes in and tells you something so serious like that. He's sweaty. He's disheveled. He says, I hit a pedestrian. We don't even have time to ask him what happened. Because yeah. immediately, in Jim's mind, where does he go with this? Right towards the microphone. We're trying to tell him, hey, you hit someone, don't go on the air and spew this on there. This could be some serious stuff. And you are smiling because you see Jim in there. I try to tell you in your ear, I didn't have enough time. I said, Jim hit somebody, and you can't hear me. I didn't hear what you were saying. So, so, so you I go, start, Jimmy, why are you late today? Yeah, I start by like, oh, Jim, uh, what's your excuse now for being late? I hit a pedestrian. And right on the air, he says it. Like, keep in mind, like, there was a possible legal situation of this whole yes. thing. Like, was he responsible? What was he responsible for? Um, and all this different stuff, right? So, like, he goes on the air, like, good thing... <laughs> Good thing that never got involved in the legal process. She's okay, by the way. Like, yeah. I mean, she's she, nothing nothing severe happened to her. But the two parts of the story that that must be told that that closes the whole deal here. Number one, they had to move him from the scene because he was down there trying to help out. He was trying to help move the body to he the was side. Trying the, to help her move, and he stepped on her knee. <laughs> and they, and the, the the EMTs and the police are yelling at move back, he made move it. it. He stepped on her knee and injured her further. You just hit her with your car, dude. Now you're gonna go over and step on her knee. Oh my god, that's brutal. I feel for this poor woman. What happens next, though, is the reason I want to tell this story. It is one of the all-time Mac attack moments, one of the all-time Selene moments. Something you just can't make up. Remember, this is uh, he's in there at six twenty or so, right? He's in there telling the story. Our first traffic report comes down at 625. 
and it's Officer Brian Stickley at yeah, the time. Yeah. So we're not thinking about the traffic report yet. We're just we're just chilling in there trying to Let's comprehend what, what Jim did. What yeah. Jim, did, uh, Jim, Jim just did. First thing I hear in the traffic report is, uh, Officer Brian Stickley here. We have a pedestrian down on South Boulevard. Repeat, pedestrian down. There's he been made a, the traffic he goes, report. There's been man. someone hit. A, he made our own traffic report that happened outside of our building. That Yeah, that just doesn't happen. That doesn't happen often where the radio person caused the wreck that is on the traffic report. Every, every repeating, person down. There is a person down. A pedestrian is hit. you got to pay attention when you drive. He Because Stickley would give instructions. Yeah, you you, you got to pay attention yeah. out there when you're when you're driving. He made the damn freaking traffic report. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe he came in and blurted that on, out on the air. I had no time to You didn't have time to like, react. Didn't even, I, think, didn't even think about, hey, asking us, hey, should I talk about this on the air or not? Like, he didn't even ask. He just came in. He was so guilt-ridden. He felt so bad that he just came in and wanted to get it off his chest. That's what he was doing, man. It's the same reason that Jim went over and tried to help out. He felt, I guarantee you, he felt so bad. He's like, any way I can help here, you got to move, I'll help you move. And then he steps on her. It, people, like, people are calling up like, Jim shouldn't be, why are you letting Jim do that? Like, we had a choice. Yeah. You had no time to react how am i going to react he also didn't he try to like friend her afterwards didn't he try to like find her in the hospital and they told him not to contact yeah her? he kept contacting her see if she's okay and then the attorneys had to be like no there we, we can't have you two talking <laughs> that's jim though dude he might mess something up by making a mistake but he's gonna try <laughs> he's gonna try to make it good and sometimes he makes it worse and the, I, i've never seen mac truly quiet before when jim came in there and bored it out because mac went on a rant about jim not being there so when jim says I hit a pedestrian. Mac was just stu- Mac didn't know what to say. Well, it makes to- me feel bad because I'm making light of him not being there, and he was in a you know serious. And situation. by the way, we also didn't know the extent of the person that was injured at the time. So you're no, well, I'm like, oh no, how bad did you hurt her? And I was making light of you not being there. So yeah, and I was I felt like my foot was in my mouth, but that was crazy, man. That was Jim, man. Life with Jim, you did not know truly. What that man was going to do or say, you had no freaking idea. I think next week we do one more Jim story uh, on Mac and Time. Thanksgiving 2015. The All these day, stories are from 2015. The day that Jim pooped his pants on live radio. The first day, because the first there were time. two. Well, maybe we'll tell both stories. Okay, okay. Next time, Jim, Jim, if you're new to the show, uh, 67-year-old man at the time soiled his pants on live radio. <laughs> and now you know why Kroger wants to do a daily segment with the man. He just creates moments. <laughs> That's he it. Does. That's it for Mac and Time. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS.